This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Extra 106.3 would like to welcome you home. This is the All Four Seasons Home Show with Jim Niarcos and Dan Watkins, only on Extra 106.3 FM. Welcome to the All Four Seasons Home Show with your sponsor, Dan Watkins. I'm Jim Niarcos. want to thank you for tuning in. As you know, we're here every Saturday morning at 9 with a different subject expert, a different topic. People come in here. They can't pay to be here. They come in on their own, giving you good consumer information, how to make a good decision, and how not to get ripped off. Uh, I want to remind you also that uh, to download the extra 106.3 FM app to stream 24-7, anytime, any place. Well, this week we have a topic that's, uh, I'm sure, very uh, uh, close and dear to the heart of, of you pe- people who have experienced this before. But, you know, we're here in, in North Georgia and it's a beautiful place, uh, a lot of trees, a lot of forests, a lot of natural resources, a lot of natural uh, habitat, shall we say. But once in a while, once in a while, we have uh, those little critters. They, uh, they tend to want to cohabitate with us. And, you know, that just doesn't work. It can uh, destroy your home. It can uh, spread disease and just cause a lot of havoc. So we want to bring in a company here that's... Um, couple young entrepreneurs, two brothers, who've got a, a great company that's grown every day, who are uh, building a great reputation, and they've been kind enough in their busy schedule to come in and uh, help us out and give us some uh, good advice on what we need to do when we're looking for a wildlife expert. So without uh, further ado, I'd like to welcome Justin and Josh Baca of Cowboy Crit- Critter Cowboys. Why well, don't want to see cowboy critters, critter cowboys? Welcome, gentlemen, to the All Four Seasons Home Show. How you doing? Yeah, uh, it's good. Good to have you here. I uh, want to start off with uh, maybe for our listeners just to kind of give uh, give them a little idea on uh, a little short bio on yourselves and uh, where you, you know how you guys kind of got into this type of industry and how um, Critter Cowboys as a company came to be. Yeah. Okay. Um. You may take it first, just or you. Sure, yeah, yeah whoever. You guys can yeah, just jump ahead. in here together, yeah. Um, well, as a kid, my dad would tell me to go get a hammer from the tool shed, and I'd come back with a frog or a snake in my pocket uh-huh. instead <laughs> of that tool, and he would get mad at me. Um, but I was just, that's what I was interested in, animals. And I was always good with my hands, so I figured I like doing construction too, so I might as well combine them together. Um, but I worked for a company right out of high school and the owner of that company taught me everything and then he sold to a big corporation and that just wasn't for me i didn't like the i was the number one food chain there and then right when i got to the new corporation i was like very low on the totem pole so he was just influencing me to start my own business and so that's what i did and that's how the critter cowboys came to be yeah, I pretty much ran his company for him, and he was telling me that. He's like, you're pretty much doing what I do, and you picked up on it so fast that I think if you wanted to do your own thing, 
I can maybe mentor you a little bit, give you some ideas, and then see if you can, you know. Great, great. Well, what qualifications or training, et cetera, are required to be uh, get into wildlife removal? Yeah, so you want to you wanna go through the DNR and get a trapper's license. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really the only thing that you really pretty much need for it. And then construction knowledge, um, because a lot of the basically were like a hybrid between construction and wildlife removal, if that makes sense to you. Yes, absolutely, because uh, it, it's one thing to catch the wildlife, whatever it might be, but uh, it's you, you got to keep them out. Yes, sir. Or it becomes a repeated process, right? Because they have a way to, they don't like to leave their they don't like to leave their new homes, do they? No, and you've got to. <laughs> You've also got to kind of know about prevention as well. Right. So you want to focus on not only just keeping them out of the entry points, right. but what they're going to go towards next. So you got to have a little bit of smarts on them because they're pretty smart as far they're as They're very instinctive, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. They're very, they're very persistent, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, now, now when, 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 when somebody out there, let's say they're looking for a, a wildlife control company, uh, should the, should that company be licensed, bonded, insured? What is, in, in your opinion, what do you think uh, they ought to be, le- you know, our audience ought to be looking for? Um, they definitely want to be, have a license and definitely be insured because they're going to be up on your roofs. So they're going to be up 20, 30 feet or in oh, a yeah. really close, you know, close to the ground crawl space. So if anything like happens, Liability-wise, you want to make sure that they're covered. Right. Um, so definitely insured. Um, and honestly, if you have a company come out and give you a price on fixing your house and they just kind of typically walk around the outside of the ground and they don't get up on the roof and actually look, maybe not consider them too much. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's kind of like when you take your car to the mechanic and – you ask him what that noise is, and he doesn't even take it for a test drive. He just, oh, it could be this or it could be that. Right. But if that mechanic's actually in it and can hear it, he's going to have a better understanding of what it might be. Right. Versus right. just looking at it from the outside and saying, oh, it could be a battery. Right. Right. It could be a tune-up. He doesn't know. So what you're what, what I'm hearing from you guys is inspection. Right off the bat is very important. Yeah, inspection is yeah, inspection's key. Yeah. So as long as you get like a full throughout the house. Check everything. Check the roof line. Check the gutters. Everything you have to possibly check, because we're the one doing the work. Right. So we're gonna go out there, take an hour out for time, give you the best inspection ever, and then we know how to attack the problem. Like you, you find the pest, you find the critter, and a way to attack it. Which way is best to control the system? Well, that's a good point, Josh. You know, part of the inspection, like you said, you you need to inspect so you know what your plan of attack is. Yes, sir. And then not only outside, but many times you guys are inside, right, going to the attics and yeah. stuff to check. So it's an interior and exterior inspection. Yeah, and we, we spend more time on the inspection than, than most companies. And I don't like to talk about companies in a negative way because that's not what we do. But we give them a better inspection with videos and uh, pictures, proof, because we know – you as a homeowner is not going to get up three stories mm-hmm. and go look. You're just going to, whatever I tell you, you're going to believe me basically. So if I can give you proof of what we're talking about, you have a better understanding of what we're actually going to do to fix this versus just going with what we're telling you and then not really exactly <clears throat> knowing what you're paying for. Well, you know, I think that most homeowners have a perception um, 
that their homes are well built and sealed and probably wonder many times, well, how how would wildlife get in my home? What they don't understand is there are defects or oversights or whatever when these contractors build these homes and you guys find unbelievable seams or cracks or whatever, right, that are not not a rarity but common. Yeah, it's very common. I want to speak to that. Yeah, we get that a lot too. You know, we'll hear customers say, well, I know the builder, you know, and that might be true. You might know the guy. And he, he might have done a really good job on your house. I'm not going to say he didn't. Right. But there's some things you just can't fix construction-wise. There's just no way to do it when they're building the house. Mm-hmm. So that's when we come in afterwards. But there's not there's not really a preventative thing to do while they're building it, if that makes sense. Right, right. So and, it, and it's not to say that every house is going to have an issue, but every house is vulnerable. That's the problem. Right. Especially on new construction, too. They, a lot of these houses are built in a warehouse and then put together on your property so you can imagine what what's going to happen as far as entry points go. And it doesn't take uh, it doesn't take much of an opening for some of these critters to get in, right? People are probably surprised how they can squeeze into just anywhere. Yeah, they can most of them they can get to like a like a quarter size hole. Yeah. <laughs> until it's like you know you can imagine that on the whole building. Yeah. You know, so yeah. you'll find that quarter size hole to get into. It's so it's very thorough you know, inspections and yeah. check and work out. Now, what critters are native to North Georgia? What are we looking at here? I so, mean, so like the critters that we deal with on a daily basis, um, a lot of rats. There's a lot of rats around here. Yeah, um, but there's is that because r- of the woods and stuff, or yeah, and it's we're just chopping the woods down too. Yeah, so we're kind of getting rid of their natural habitat, and they've got to go somewhere. Right. I mean, they only need food, water, and shelter. So yeah, when you take off their shelter, they're going to find something else. But a lot of squirrels, and there's a lot of flying squirrels that a lot of people don't don't think we have in Georgia. Mm-hmm. But flying squirrels bring us in the most jobs. Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're really nocturnal, so they're going to keep you up at 4 or 5 in the morning. Like normal people are sleeping at that time. Yeah. But they're just, they can't sleep because they're getting woke up by flying squirrel. So a lot of customers will kind of shake it off like, flying squirrel, you know what? We don't have those here, right? But we do, and they're the they make the most damage. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of flying squirrels. I mean, gray squirrels too. Um, but there's a lot of rats though. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of them. And I would think mice, right? Yeah, rats and mice too. They're the only thing that really makes them different than each other is like the size comparison. Yeah. But socially, they're the same. I mean, the same. They get in the houses the same way. They're just smaller. Sometimes mice are a little bit more hard to control because they can get in the smaller mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. entry points, but they're almost the same as rats. Just it sounds more cute when you say you have a mouse problem than yeah. you have a rat problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People tend to yeah <laughs> get grossed out about rats. Yeah, so they'll say that's mouse. I'm like, well. So do you ever you ever deal with any other type of critters there other than the the rodents and uh, the squirrels? Yeah, we do a. Uh, do a lot, uh, a lot of possum calls and raccoon calls, and we've done some skunks and snakes. And so they'll go in the home, possums yeah. and raccoons they and skunks. They're doing crawl spaces and attics and spaces. I'll be darned. I didn't realize that. And yeah. a lot of, we get a lot of calls for baby raccoons and attics all the time. So not only do we have to trap the mom, we have to trap, get the babies out also. Yeah. And sometimes it doesn't work that way. The homeowner traps the mom without knowing there's babies. Yeah. So then we got babies to deal with. So we... 
have some local rehabbers that we use. They'll come pick the babies up and yeah, grow them up, right. and yeah. and they're fun to play with too. Yeah, but yeah, I'm sure. Well, f- folks, we're up against a break. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Josh and Justin Baca of Critter Cowboys. They'll be back right after this break to give you more tips and advice on if you've got a wildlife problem. We'll be right back. This is the All Four Seasons Home Show on Extra 106.3. Welcome back to the All Four Seasons Home Show with your sponsor, Dan Watkins. I'm Jim Nearkos. I want to remind you that we are simulcast. Now, what does that mean? That means that we are not only on the FM, but we're on the AM. We're on Extra 106.3 FM and 1230 AM. So if you're out and about and you're outside the perimeter and your, your signal's got a little choppy with the FM, just go over to the 1230 AM. And uh, I think you'll find that'll work for you, too. And I also want to uh, remind you that uh, we have every morning here. You've got to check this out. We're excited because um, Extra 106.3 is really making a a big impact on the radio landscape here in Atlanta. Uh, The Morning Extra is now added another hour. So from 6 to 9, they're now from 6 to 10 with Rhino, Tug, Carlos and Flounder at the helm here on the engineering. They're going to be here. And uh, also the Kim Peterson. Kim is here at Monday through Friday, 3 to 6. You know, the Kimmer is off the chain, and he's going to tell you what's going on, whether you like it or not. So get ready. Tune into the Kimmer every day. And also the Talkmaster, Neil Bortz, is here with us, Extra 106.3 FM. The Talkmaster telling you what he thinks. And if he says it, it's gospel. So uh, here we are, Atlanta's only conservative news talk station, the home of Fox News Radio, Extra 106.3 FM. But without further ado, let's get back to our guests. We have here with us today Josh and Justin Baca of Critter Cowboys talking about wildlife. And if you've ever had a wildlife problem in your home, uh, you you can really relate to it. And if you haven't had one, believe me, sooner or later you're going to have one. Right, guys? Yes, sir. Absolutely. It's only a matter of time. So we're talking about the different animals and wildlife that can get in there. Of course, rodents, rats, mice, squirrels, flying squirrels. And you were talking about you even even have to babysit baby raccoons sometimes. Right, Justin? Yeah, not, I don't like to, but if... If we can't find a rehabber that's relatively close without driving too far, yeah. then we'll babysit for a few days. Well, I'm sure people are wondering when you catch it, when you catch wildlife, what do you do with it? How do you how do you dispose of it? Do you kill it? Do you rehome it? Do you what, what do you what what is what is the today's trend on handling that kind of stuff? Because I know there's. Yeah, there different is. Different opinions about how to dispose of critters. Yeah, um, there is different opinions, but there is also a protocol through the DNR mm-hmm. um, that we have to use. So not only we don't you know lose our license or get fined, mm-hmm. but so I was just going to say the word humane, if that makes sense. Right, right. Whether that's putting it down mm-hmm. or releasing it. Right. But, you know, some things we're not allowed to release back once we trap them, we can't let them back go like such as beavers that's a big one and um, we had a customer call what was that yesterday yeah, yesterday they called she was wanting to know if we could trap the beavers out of their pond in the neighborhood but she didn't want anything to happen to them you know once they were gone right right but technically by law we're if we're going to trap them we have to 
we can't relocate them to someone else and give them that issue. Right, right. So that's some things I don't really like about the job, but yeah, without getting in trouble with the DNR, we have to just right. abide by it. Right. Now, during the break, I was, I was mentioning, uh, I was asking about snakes because we have a lot of snakes. You ever run into snakes in the home there, Josh? Yeah, we do snakes all the time. So like a, most of when I get a snake call, it leads to something else. So snakes just don't come into houses. They, they just follow pheromone trails, which is the trails from rats and mice. Oh, okay. So if you got a snake in the home, what yeah. you're saying is that yeah. snake went in that home to go after it something. Went, it, was, it was chasing something. So most of mm-hmm. the time when it goes, it turns a snake job, turns to a rat job. I see. a mice job. turns to a squirrel job. I'll be darned. So they the, just don't come into the house for no reason. And what's the most common snakes you run into here that would go Lately, in it's a lot of rat snakes, but up in like Woodstock area, can we even get a lot of copperhead, copperhead jobs. Mm. Like this. Copperheads. Yeah, they, yeah, then that's a little more scary and you know, a little more uh, intense snake. you got to be careful, don't you, up in those dark attics <laughs> yeah, looking for a copperhead. <laughs> and we, a lot of copperhead calls when people are cutting their grass and they're like, oh, I saw a snake, but then they get close enough to see it. And then, they, it. Yeah. then they're freaking out because it's a copperhead and they're afraid it's just going to come attack them for no reason. Are they aggressive copperheads or not really unless you mess with them? They're not just going to come at you for no reason. Usually when you get bit by copperheads because you're trying to capture it or you're just trying to shoo it off, and then that's when you get bit by it. So they're not just intentionally coming to come, you know, to get you. But usually it's like accidental or you don't see it and you just walk on it. Now, here's a question that I'm sure everybody is kind of wondering about. Have you guys ever been bitten? Not by a copperhead, but I've been bitten just about by every mammal or rodent and <laughs> yeah, that we deal I mean, with is that right Same here. <laughs> yeah so do you all have to get shots or something so you, i mean how does yeah. that work we probably should honestly <laughs> um and sometimes i do a little bit of intentional uh things because i mean customers are paying me like so we do a lot of hornets jobs oh okay we, we don't wear bee suits or even yellow jackets um you know i never thought about that there, there's hornets nests wasps yeah. yellow jackets right Yes. Talk, talk about that. Talk about <laughs> what 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 the what's a unique way to handle that kind of problem. The correct way would probably be to suit up and wear a bee suit and be uncomfortable when it's hot outside. But I like to, I like to give the customer a show. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to go in there with not a bee suit on and just kind of take care of it. So that way they're having a good time watching me get lit up sometimes. And a lot of times I don't really get stung just because I, I'm, I'm just real comfortable with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so what what do you find mostly wasp hornets yellow what's the most common thing that would go most, into a home most of the i mean do you have a lot like a lot of uh, yellow jackets mm-hmm. yellow jackets like be in the wall voids and stuff and mm-hmm. on the ground but lately we've been doing a lot of wasps and hornets nests mm-hmm. like in gutters and once they get in the gutters they can get behind the builder's gap right right and they get into the attic wow wow well, uh, you guys, uh, you don't know what you're, you, you, every day is exciting, right? Because you don't know what you're going to yeah. be called for. Yeah, every day is exciting. And then we do the damage, too, on the houses. Right. right. So even in the insulation in the attic, you know, you had a lot of rodents in your attic for years. Right. Then we'll come in and clean all that out, remove it, replace it. Right. So right. it's kind of, the critters kind of bring us in. Right. And then from there we can determine what else we need to do to help you out yeah fix the house clean up the droppings um that kind of thing now what's the difference between an exterminator and a professional that gets rid of wildlife because we're talking about really mm-hmm. two different things aren't we yeah we are um mm-hmm. so exterminator would be 
kind of the same thing that we are, but they more mainly focus on bugs and you know spiders and insects and stuff like that. Well, we mainly mainly focus on mammals, rodents, and snakes and that kind of thing. So we're a little bit different, and we more have a better knowledge of construction as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what kind of makes us different. I noticed a lot of the exterminators, they claim to also handle wildlife, but I've been around the block and uh, I'm familiar with a lot of this. And, and I know that it's a special, whole special part of the business to be able to specialize on wildlife control. You just can't, it takes more than a can of bug spray to get rid <laughs> of some of this stuff. Yeah, and we kind of joke about that sometimes um, just yep. because if you have too much focus on a lot of things you don't really get good at one thing so we kind of only focus on the animals and the exclusions and the insulation well the other part like you said the construction you have to know how to see what to do and how to do it effectively so once you get rid of the wildlife they can't come back in yeah and then also we make it to where the homeowner doesn't have to hire a bunch of different companies so if squirrels are chewing through your siding now you're having to hire someone to get rid of the squirrel and then hire a contractor to come replace the wood. So we kind of do that at the same time. It cuts out on extra people working on your house. And we have the knowledge to do that as well. So we're kind of like a hybrid. Yeah. Well, I'd like, to, I'd, I'd like to pass a conversation over to a man who has been terrorized in the past by a wild squirrel. Dan? Dan Watkins here. <laughs> yeah. Dan, Better late the- than never, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I have had my uh, my share of, of critters in the house. Uh, I can remember squirrels in particular. Um, you know, I had a, an awful time. Then, and they kept coming back year after year. Um, and I'm assuming that's a pretty normal thing. If you don't get them out, you might think, oh, geez, they went away. But they come back a lot of times, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah, they sure do. And, uh, and they don't smell very good when they die inside your attic and you start getting flies inside your bedroom and all that good stuff that comes with it. Stench. But, uh, you know, they, they, in Atlanta, you've got a lot of that kind of issues. The squirrels have got to be a big part of about, you know, what you're all doing. I know you got a lot of critters, but are squirrels kind of the number one? We were saying earlier uh, flying squirrels, but um, gray squirrels too, though. Um, we can't forget about them because... They do a lot of damage because they're a little bigger than rats, but they're the ones that are chewing wires up. So then they cause more damages. You have the electrician coming out constantly fixing wires. And we tell customers that too. They're like, you know, I've had these wires replaced six times in the past year. I'm like, well, you could have hired us, and then they wouldn't have been chewing those wires for the past six times, and you could have maybe saved a little bit of money. <laughs> wow, well, there, there's no doubt. And, and, you know, like you said, they're 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 doing damage just getting in and out of the house, and there's, there's you guys have got to be, you know, making sure they're not going to make their way back in because they're going to try to right when they're you know if they've if they've made it in one time they're gonna they're gonna try to come back there the next year. So you got to make sure that you've sealed that off and and you're preventing them from coming back. Yeah, they're real persistent too. So, um, and when they up, when they go up there and have babies in the attic too, it's. Your house is constantly breathing, you know, from your soffit vents to your ridge vents. So all the droppings in the urine up there, it's just pushing out of your house. So that's what's attracting mm. them to your house. It's basically a target. Really? So unless you can fully fix it the right way, preventative too, if you just 
do like little patch jobs here and there. They're just going to keep coming back, and then you're going to have to fight new ones and then get rid of those, and then it's going to be just a never-ending cycle, probably as you know, like you were saying earlier. I do, I know. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, is there ever a time, too, where it makes sense to cut some branches down or something or a tr certain tree just to prevent that? It does, yeah. Um, habitat modification is important, too. Um, now, when you have houses that have power lines onto the roof, they're just going to follow the power lines. Or if you have brick houses or any kind of stone veneer, they'll just scale up the side of the house like little four-wheel drive monsters. Um, but habitat modification helps out a lot. If you can, you know, change the habitat, it'll help. But then again, there's certain circumstances where raccoons, they'll just scale up the side of your downspout two stories, and there'll be no mm. trees touching the house at all. And then you, they're like, well, how do I get a raccoon in my attic when I have nothing on my roof? And then I'll show them on the outside on the downspout, and you could just see the little claw prints from their hands just all the way up the downspout. You know, what draws them to certain houses over other houses? Um, just dumb luck? or Sometimes with when you have, like, a lot of trash outside your house, too, that's going to draw in animals no matter where you're at anywhere in the world. But um, they just want shelter. So it's a perfect place to have babies, to hang out at nighttime. There's not going to be any predators that are going to pick them up in your attic versus having a nest in a tree or something so mm -hmm. it's more like security as well what about like a garbage can smell i mean you're talking about that i mean if you're yeah. just not cleaning your garbage cans out i mean is that something even if you don't have garbage in there right i mean is that yeah, something that's drawing definitely. them in and then and from there yeah. they kind of make their way into the house yeah it's like, yeah. A, it's like a food source so just they constantly bring to your house and once they find a way into your house it's all over Right. And bird feeders. Yeah, bird feeders. Oh, are, my that's God. A big bird one feeders too. are always. Oh, yeah. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like birds. <laughs> I like watching birds, too. But. Yeah, if your house isn't sealed off. If yeah. it's not sealed <laughs> off, a lot of times we'll see, like, the feeder that they're using in their attic. Because <laughs> the squirrels are just running down and grabbing it and then they taking it into the attic. So they when when they when when there's a bird feeder there, they think they're at the Golden Corral, right? Yeah. yeah going back and forth mm -hmm. and then living wow. life. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, you know, you said raccoons. How does something a raccoon's bigger than a mouse or a rat? How how do they get in the house attic? Ooh, they do some damage. They they chew in. So they'll they'll go in the same ways that squirrels and rats will get on the roof. But you'll see like a bigger entry point if that makes sense. So they just destroy. They chew. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they chew. So they'll just get right back in. So you know, up there where where we live, Dan, or where you're planning on living, there's a lot of wildlife up there. Well, there is. I know on my land there's bears, Jim. So get yes, ready, get, get ready for the bears. Yeah. You guys ever run any bear issues? No. Um, <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, that would be. <laughs> but I don't think we're have the appropriate license to deal with that kind of stuff. <laughs> but you know, it's funny. You you said the lady called you earlier. You said a lady called you to get rid of beavers in her pond. Yeah. So you actually have to get rid of stuff sometimes outside the home. Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, like we do. Beaver you ever have home. a beaver problem there, Dan? I have not had a beaver problem, but uh, I'm sure some people do. I've heard people complain about it. I've heard people that that go get hunters just to go take care of them when they're when they're having those problems. How about gophers or moles or armadillos? Do you guys yeah, deal with we, that? Yeah, we do a bunch of that. We do like even groundhogs and because uh, uh, armadillos they carry like a small amount of leprosy mm -hmm. in them, so like that's kind of a big call for farms and stuff. But we just yeah we do a lot of groundhog calls at farms and how about possums yeah possums, possums are actually pretty cool yeah they you guys should grab them and then they look aggressive but they're yeah, i just grab them by the back of their nap and 
they're pretty much done. But they with. they get they uh, they have a certain use too, though, possum, don't yeah. they? Yeah. They, yeah, they eat a lot of bugs and you know to help out with the environment around your house. Yeah, it keeps down like the yeah pest, the pest control side. It's people just, are just scared of them because they're not very pretty. That's all. But they're actually pretty beneficial, and it's really hard for them to catch rabies too because their their uh, body temperature is so low. Mm-hmm. But they'll just eat insects, dead animals. They're just scavengers, but they're just not pretty, so people don't like them. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> How's the environmental concerns affected your your industry? All you know, um, like as far as environmental concerns. Yeah, do you have to handle things any different uh, today than you did ten years ago, or what? No, not not so much. I it's, guess you don't deal with a lot of chemicals like yeah, that. So that we don't, the pest control guys yeah. do. So so the chemicals require more more paperwork and the Department of Agriculture, and so we try to avoid those guys. Nothing against them, but there's just a lot more. Oh yeah, more issues to deal with when logging stuff wrong. So we try to stay away from those boys. Dan, you know some people try to go to the big box store and deal with a wildlife problem on their own. Well, yeah, no. Listen, I I did that, Jim, at first, and I I found I was not very good at catching squirrels. So um, I eventually had to pay the money and and get it done right, um, just just to kind of stop that same problem. Yeah. And it's. It, it literally will drive you crazy when you're hearing something above you. They chew uh, your you wires know. up? Did they get your wires? They didn't get my wires, but they were chewing. There was a lot of chewing. I'm sure they were chewing on the, the, duck the rafters. You know, just the, the the wood, right? I mean, the squirrels, they've got to, yeah. basically, they got to chew just to keep their, their, yeah, their teeth sized yeah, down, yeah, right? teeth, They have to file their teeth down every, you know, every yeah. week. But yeah. I, I'm like you are, though. If I can figure out a way to to try to fix it myself, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that, especially with like vehicles. I'll do a lot of YouTube in the fix things, so I don't have to pay someone to do it. But then sometimes it ends up biting me in the butt because I've spent a lot of time and it's still not done. <laughs> so okay, then I well gotta that, take it. Let's talk about the people that are trying to save a, a dollar, like we all are trying to save, and they feel they got something up in their attic. Might be a rat, might be a mouse. They don't know, but there's something up there gnawing. So they go down to the big box store, and they get a bunch of poison. And they throw it up there in the attic. Now, what's the downside to that, boys? Uh, so the poison part, that's the worst. Oh, so really? If they get some poison that they throw in the attic, I mean, the animals, critters that eat it, they got to go somewhere. So they're going to die in your attic. They're going to die in a wall of joys. That's when you get those big horse flies. And then some they call people like us to come get them out. We're not going to be able to find them. Or we're going to tear a ceiling or apart to start, get to you them. Know, cutting holes in the drywall every 16 inches trying to find them. Finding that's gonna be really hard. So mm. poison, we don't really do any kind of poison. I don't recommend poison. The best thing to do is kill traps. This mm-hmm. or some kind of trap up there where we know where they're at physically and we can remove them. Just a good old snap trap works the best in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, Dan, that makes sense. If you put that, you know, because see a lot of that poison at the Home Depot and stuff. Mm-hmm. You put that, they die. They go on the wall. They, yeah, they can't even find right. where they're at. You're gonna have that smell, and then I'm, you know, the. Have you I, ever have you ever smelled that, Dan? If you ever smelled it, you'd never. I, I have it. smelled yeah. it. I I told you I had a dead squirrel up there, and it, you know my mom, my mom always had the, she had a nose like a bloodhound. You know I can remember as a kid. You know you don't want to come home drinking a beer, and you know my my mom's gonna smell it right, and she she comes in my room. She goes, what's that smell? And I'm going, what is she talking about? What what smell? You know this is right when it happened. She she smells. She can already smell it. And then I got the ho- I got the horse flies right after that, you know, and my and I'm going, what is going on? Yeah. Then the smell comes, right? Then then even me, I could smell it. She smelled it 
you know, she smelled it out a week, probably a week and a half before I could smell anything. But, but the other thing that, and I've had, I know there's other companies that deal with this because, you know, back in the day, you know, I had, I had another time where I had a rat issue and they will put some of that poison out sometimes outside yeah, the outside, house, outside right? Too. But they'll sometimes feel sick and go back in the house yes. and die in the house, right? Yeah, they do the same thing. They find the holes they find in the first I do. They, they, they follow pheromone trails. So if those holes on the outside, poison on the outside, they're going to eat the poison and they're going to come inside as a instinct. Yeah. That's when they start dying in the house. So if the house isn't sealed up properly the first time, the poison's just going to just have issues all down the road. Yeah, you got to think your way through that stuff a little bit because you could take a bad problem and make, and make it worse. Yeah, way worse than it could be. Yeah. Now, I've heard that some people actually have problems with bats. You guys yeah. ever run into any bat yeah, issues? Yeah, the bats is our, that's probably our moneymaker. Oh, really? Yeah, to be honest, like it's it's seasonal though. So. Yeah, so it's bats will get in your home. Yeah, they'll get into like the louver vents, um, roof vents, things like that. But it's more of a seasonal uh, thing because you know they're not really hanging out in the wintertime too much. But the only problem with bats is there's a blackout season, um, especially in Georgia, but pretty much anywhere where when they have fledglings and babies. You don't really want to exclude them from your house because then the babies can't fly, so they end up dying. So they're you know they're protected federally. So the I did not know that. Did mm-hmm. you know the bats were protected? I did not know that, Jim. I bet that makes Bruce Wayne very happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Why are they protected? What is the reasoning behind this? I had um, heard about birds, but I didn't know. It's because they eat so many like mosquitoes and flying insects. Oh, really? So they're protected. So if there are babies present, technically you don't want to mess with excluding the parents from the house until the babies are old enough to fly. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So are so- they mean? Bats? No, they're not. No, no. Have they're you not. ever? You ever? Did you ever grab a bat like and hold it alive? Well, technically, by law, we're not supposed to disturb <laughs> oh. them. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, I, we're not supposed to. I thought only if they were having babies. If they're not yes. having babies, can you? Are you allowed to? No, so we're only allowed. Like we're not even allowed to transport them off of your property. So if you were to have them in your house, we're allowed to exclude them, but we're allowed to give them away out of the house basically like a bat valve that lets them come out of the house naturally it's like the bat cave <laughs> yeah. yeah but we're not supposed to even take them off the property or transport them or any of that kind of stuff so how do you go about this how do you go about getting them out um so we we close off the entry points that are actually in and we do some prevention work and then on the entry point they're using the most we we make like some uh, excluders what we call them basically bat funnels that allows them away it's like a down downward upside down cone essentially that allows them to naturally fly out of that but when they go to pick it back up to go into the their entry point they can't really get they can't just fly back up if that makes sense so it's kind of like a trap yeah, it's kind of like a one-way door basically right. interesting and that's got to stay up for a few days well we're up against a break again time f- goes by fast here but if you're just joining us you're listening to josh and justin Baca of critter cowboys on the All Four Seasons Home Show with your sponsor, Dan Watkins. I'm Jim Nearcos. Don't go away. We're going to go into our final segment, and I understand the brothers here have got a special just for you. We'll be right back. This is the All Four Seasons Home Show on Extra 106.3. Welcome back to the All Four Seasons Home Show with your sponsor, Dan Watkins. I'm Jim Nearcos, and if you're just joining us, we are here this week with 
Critter Cowboys. That's right. The 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 Backa brothers, Josh and Justin, are talking to talking about uh, wildlife control. Uh, if you ever had it in your home, you'll never forget it. And if you haven't had it, you're going to have it. So you better pay attention. Um, by the way, if you're just joining us and you wish you'd heard, heard the first two segments, you go to Apple, Google, Spotify. We put it out on podcast, right, Dan? That's right. When it's when it's time, when you start hearing that noise that's scratching up above your uh, your bedroom, right? It's time to get to the podcast and and or, figure out what, what to do. Or a particular stench. Yeah, or you got a real bad smell. <laughs> a real bad smell, the kind of or, smell that makes you or just... Or some mouse jumps up and scares you to death, right? In or, the a, kitchen. or a bat. Or a bat. Watch out for the bats. Yeah, you got to probably watch out for bats where you're living. Oh, now. yeah, absolutely. You know, we, I'm going to get out the garlic and the crucifix and, <laughs> you know, whatever I need to do here. But anyway, anyway, guys, um, Josh and Justin from Critter Cowboys here, um, uh, I just wanted to um, ask you this. What guarantees exist when one calls a wildlife control company? Yeah, so basically we, we guarantee that they're not going to get back into the house. Mm-hmm. So uh, that you guys call us, we do about 90% of the job is preventive work. So we make sure every hole possible in the house is clear, sealed off. Right. And then we guarantee our work is perfect. Right. So you actually put it in writing. Yeah, we put, we put it in writing. You know, yeah. We put the whole... And, 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 and when you get done... They, they they can try to get in, but there's no way yeah, for them to get in. And then they're going to try to go around to a place that they can they, they can get back into. But that's why we have the knowledge to find out where they're going to get into next. Yeah. And and we don't just offer the so we call it exclusion. Um, that's entry points and prevention. And I get it. Um, you're the homeowner, so we'll do what you want us to do as far as working on the house. But we give options to where we could just do trap and repairs to where actually fix the entry points only with no prevention mm-hmm. and then set traps in your house but we just can't guarantee that they won't come back in the future right so because you, sometimes it's a little hard to explain that to customers but we give that option too just because we know how it is in the world right now you know not everybody can spend a lot of money right, right. and we're not trying to just we're not trying to come in there and just sell the big one or not do anything at all right 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 so we offer that as well well, Dan, you know, it's it's interesting. You can have a custom-built home, but uh, it, it's not really precision where the stone comes up and meets the the soffit and the fascia. There's, like, gaps and stuff where these animals can get through on just about every home. Well, I mean, and not just that, Jim. I mean, there's obviously there's certain locations that are going to attract critters more than other locations, right? You could have one subdivision you know, in one place and one across the street, right? And that, that one's going to attract one. the critters a lot more than the other side will for whatever reason. I'm sure you guys probably could explain it when you went out there. But um, so, you, so you're so you just going to, you know, it's like I, I talk about with lightning, you know, the people say, oh, that lightning doesn't strike twice. Well, you know what? It's amazing how many garage doors <laughs> we went out to where lightning <laughs> yeah, struck yeah, like three, four times. Are it's, you kidding me? Really? It, yeah, it, it's just... There's certain things that you know attract lightning. There's certain things that attract critters. So, folks, you never know the uh, the unusual facts that Dan Watkins is going to share. I bet you <laughs> didn't know your garage door could get hit by lightning more than once. But That's, now we it, know, Dan. Hey, and when it it's not just the garage door opener, right? When the lightning hits, it's uh, it's <laughs> the whole household. A lot of yeah. times, you're uh, replacing TVs and everything else. But yeah, I mean, it, it. So I think that's where it's pretty important to probably have that prevention part of this thing going too if uh you know maybe you've already had a couple problems in the past that that it might be a good idea to to look at trying to prevent it in the future because 
you know, most likely it's, they're going to come on back. And if it's not, if it's not that family, right, of critters, it's going to yeah, be a different one. Yeah, something. <laughs> now, yeah. I bet, I bet one question that, that that out there in the audience are wondering is, do, does the family have to leave the home when you guys are treating the home? Or no, no, sir, not at all. Um, as long as we can have access into the attic or the basement or the crawl space to set traps up. 85 90% of our work is on the outside of the house. Okay. So, and we try to we try to be flexible with customers too. Um, unless it's something that's we can't do like meet me at 8:30 at night, but some of our customers that they teach for schools and stuff and they're like, "Well, I can't be at the house till 4:30. We can at least get started on the outside and mm-hmm. then we'll worry about the inside when they get off work." Right. So right, they're not having right. to move their schedule around too much. Well, we were talking at the break a little bit here and I if you've been listening um, you can tell these guys really know what they're talking about, and and that difference between, you know, maybe one of these bigger businesses that 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 you can call, you know, you might have a guy that's been doing this for six months or do, doing it for a year, and that you cannot get the knowledge that you need to take care of all these situations in six months or a year, really probably in two or three or four years. So, um, I think when you're when you're calling somebody out to do this, you know, you really want you want to have somebody that that has that experience and it is 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 really experienced in 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 doing this and they they know how to shut the home down they know how to catch the critter they know how to prevent it in the future and that's really what i'm learning the most from this conversation right here you know you're gonna you can go out there and spend a lot of money with some of these companies some of these well-known companies unfortunately and your problem keeps coming back because they don't do what they're supposed to do exclusion wise and all that so anyway getting back to this what's the difference between residential and commercial wildlife control or is or is there even such a thing yeah there's there's a there's a difference um like for instance we're, we're looking at a dentist office yesterday but i mean rodents and wildlife they don't really care if it's a commercial building or a residential building if there's vulnerabilities they're going to go there um so there's not really that much of a difference, but it's more common than you think, especially with certain places where you eat at and stuff like that. Um, but we do a lot of commercial as well. But the rodents, they don't care. As long as they can get in and gain access and have that wow. safety net, you know, in an attic or a wall or something, they're going to jump in the same yeah. on a residential house. Now, we're getting close to the end of the show, but I want to ask you this. What's the strangest thing you guys ever caught? Mine was an uh, albino skunk. An albino skunk, yeah. old whitey, that was, Dan. That was over there in Alabama. Uh, was that right? Was in, yeah, Alabama daycare. I'll be, it was in a daycare. Yeah, it was in a crawl space. Holy cow, wow. Dan. Should have stuffed that one, put him on the wall. Woo! <laughs> yeah, right? I had, wow. some, I had some peacocks one time that got out of a farm, and they went into another neighborhood, and were in some lady's garage, of all places, garage doors. <laughs> yeah. And I went to go get it, and that thing was mean. Really? A peacock yes. was me? Yeah. yeah. yeah no kidding. Yeah. Wow. So, and that was just kind of randomly, they found me on Google yeah. and they're like, can you help out? And I was like, yeah, we can help out. So. Well, peacocks have been ticked off ever since they lost the contract with NBC. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, listen, we're at the end of the show. I know you said that you guys want to offer some kind of special offer, whatever, to the All Four Seasons Home Show audience. So I'll let you go ahead. Yeah, um, so I was going to say on exclusion services, if we could seal your house up, we always do free inspections regardless, but if we could seal your house up with a full exclusion, with a warranty, 
we'll give you guys a 10% discount on the exclusion services. Um, and also, if you have any installation issues that involve the critters that we're out to, we'll give you a bundle deal on uh, replacement and removal costs um, if you do the exclusion. You know, one thing we didn't touch you guys also, when you clean up and get the pests, you do sanitize and clean out the old nesting and everything, right? So yeah, everything's sanitize, nice and clean. And yeah, treating it, disinfecting it. Um, yeah, it's, right. And how do people get in, how do people get in contact with you? Um, you can check us out on our website, uh, thecreatorcowboys.com, our Facebook page as well, and then mine and my brother's numbers the same. My number is four zero four nine one six zero three one five, and mine's six seven eight four zero nine zero four seven eight. Well, thank you, Backa Brothers, uh, Josh and Justin, Critter Cowboys. You guys are awesome. If you have any kind of problem, I'm telling you, these are the guys to call. Dan. Thank you for sponsoring the show, All Four Seasons Garage Entry Doors. Folks, join us next week, Saturday morning at 9, with another great business and great advice. Have a great week. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Hi, I'm Mark Beckham with Atlanta Ramjack. We specialize in only foundation repair. What is foundation repair? Foundations sink or settle. These issues need to be addressed. It only becomes more costly the longer you put it off. What is the biggest cause of foundation problem? Either poor construction, inferior site preparation, or weather. Drought causes cracks in your foundations. If you see any signs of foundation issues, please contact us at atlantaramjack.com. 